great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Yeah, Zeltzer, my family is with me here today, but all the tables are full. Do you mind if we join you for breakfast? Oh, not at all. I get family. I'm here so much, I hardly ever see my wife. That's why I installed a web camera at my house, so I can see her during the day. Right now, I'm watching her do the dishes. Who in God's name are those two naked people? That's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dish. Get out! Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, a podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and my guest today... I mean, I could go on with this big list. You've seen him in a few things. Scrubs, Cougar Town, Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, Bob Clendenin. Bob, how you doing? Elias, it's a pleasure. A pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me on the show. No problem. Welcome to the cave. What's, yeah, I love the cave. <laughs> uh, so you're, uh, I'll tell the listeners, you're, uh, you're out walking your dog while we're recording this podcast. So if they're here. I am. It's a, go- it's a gorgeous day in Burbank, and uh, my wife and kids are out of town, so I'm on a slightly different more sort of a fraternity style schedule. It's about eleven in the morning, doing a little dog walk and uh, looking at the neighborhood. There you go. What? Uh, so, how are things with you? What's going on? Good. I mean, you know, it's sort of my career's just sort of uh, kind of chugged along at the same same rate. I do. A, I've got a you know a couple of recurring uh, things on different shows, some commercials and stuff like that, and um, I just feel sort of pretty fortunate. Yeah. What? Um, you know, you've had a great career. You know, you've been in, you know, TVs and movies. You know, like I said, I met you before, yeah. Scrubs and Cougar Town. And uh, right. you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. So originally, like, you know, let's get a little background on you. Like, where are you originally from? Okay. Uh, okay. I actually grew up, in, believe it or not, I grew up in Australia. I'm not Australian, but my parents moved there when I was uh, about eight. And it was for my dad's work. It was supposed to be temporary. They fell in love with it. They ended up staying permanently i went through junior high and high school there and then i always kind of felt american at heart so i wanted to come back here to go to college which i did um i was an engineer regrettably for uh, my undergrad not a good one and i fell in love with acting while in college and uh, decided to go to um, graduate school for acting which i did uh and then shortly after that came out to los angeles so it was like in the mid 90s How, did you enjoy living in Australia? And did you? Uh, I did. You, you didn't pick up the Australian accent, I'm guessing. I actually no. I actually did have a bit of an accent when I came back, but then certainly by the time I got to grad school for like acting, that's the first thing they they kind of wanted to get out of me because it was sort of a weird hybrid. Where are you from? Somewhere in Europe type accent. Yeah. Because um, it's been sort of morphed. Uh, but I loved Australia. And I totally. Now that I'm a parent, I totally get why my my parents were so. Um, keen on staying there it's a really it's a great place to raise a family it's a slightly more low-key lifestyle uh the schools were great etc so yeah. i get i get it yeah are your parents still there well my dad died a long time ago my okay. mother splits her time because my brother and i are both in the u.s so she spends about half her half her year in australia with her friends and about half the year um here in the u.s so she can see us and her grandkids yeah do you uh do you visit still I do. I just took my family back a year ago for the first time. They'd never been. My wife had never been. And so we spent about uh, four weeks there uh, last year and uh, had an amazing time. Yeah. 
So went to Tasmania. Also. I grew up in Melbourne, so we spent the bulk of our time in Melbourne. But you know, traveled around. Yeah. It's a beautiful country, and the people are just great. Did you, great uh, beer. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of. Uh, I've read a lot about the beer and. Uh, yeah. Did you um, enjoy like rugby and is that what they're into down there? Rugby no, and soccer. I was, the, um, where I am uh, in Melbourne is an even weirder sport called Australian rules football, which you may or may not have seen. Um, it's basically. A, a giant game of keep away uh you you kick it you can handball it you're playing on like a field that's about 150 yards long uh and about 100 yards wide so it's just nothing but running uh it's a, and it's it's a very very physical game but with no pads it's it's wow. crazy it's, it's a sport that only australians could develop wow did you play it i played it i played in school it was not great but because of my height i you know i had some advantages and then in the summer we play cricket, which is another very weird sport. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of tennis. You know, when you're Australian, I got to play tennis. You have to swim. Yeah. So, so okay, so you went to college for engineering. Like, what what made you pursue acting? Like, what hit you? What hit you with the acting bug one day? Well, I got so I'm in. So it's a pretty intense engineering program, and um, I'm, I'm just like not feeling a lot of love for it. I'm okay at it, but it, the, the, my heart's not really in it. And I saw this uh, poster for, uh, you know, auditions for this, like, local sort of small dorm campus production. And I asked her, so I, I tried, and I, I just loved it. I loved the process. I loved being on stage and, you know, people, yeah. uh, you know, being nice to you afterwards. I liked the actors. that They were so much more outgoing and kind of interesting to me than a lot of the engineers that I was meeting. And it just felt like a good fit. And so then I started doing more... Um, slightly higher level productions on campus, you know, some through the theater department and stuff like that. And again, just continued to, to um, really love who the people were and, and what we were doing. But I never, just, you know, the idea of getting a degree in it or changing majors didn't really occur to me. I didn't think it was seemed that you know, sensible. Um, so sort of out of respect to my dad, who was paying a lot of tuition money, yeah. I, uh, you know, wanted to finish the degree and have like a career that I could actually kind of fall back on if, if this didn't, if this little yeah. pipe dream didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, and you've been now, you've been in the acting world for what, 20 plus years now, right? More. Yeah, probably 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember uh, what your first gig was? I and- do vividly. It was, um, I'm not sure you're old enough for this, but it, there was a show back in the early 90s called Renegade with. Um, Lorenzo Lamas. Okay, yeah, well, is, is that the motorcycle one? Yeah. Correct. He was a private eye with his own set of rules. Um, and so I, I auditioned. The, the only agent I could get when I first got to Los Angeles was this agent who operated not even in Los Angeles. She was sort of halfway between L.A. and San Diego. And she would send her actors down to San Diego as local hires, which um, meant that the production didn't need to pay transportation or the hotel right uh and we would, that would just be on our dime and so i i drove down to san diego to audition for this rent, small prison guard and renegade they said oh that's great can you come back tomorrow sure enough so i drive three hours back home come back the next day three hours say now do the audition in front of a couple other people great so you got hired and they put they got me in the union which i wasn't in at the time because of that one for this one show uh, so that was kind of a big hurdle, uh, and then shot it with had this one scene with Lorenzo Lamas and uh, oh, and the and the guy from um, 
Do you remember? Uh, I think his character name was Animal in um, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. He was uh, the the huge guy. He's he's large. He's hairy. Yeah, and he he's was in a lot of stuff. He was a blood sport. Correct. And yeah. He's in blood sport. Exactly. That yeah. guy. So it was him and Lorenzo Lamas that I was seeing with, which was really kind of exciting for me because I'd never been, you know, on a set on a on a set before and hear these recognizable actors and. I felt like, oh, big time. Anyway, so that was the very first gig. Yeah. And after that, did you uh, did you start doing commercials, or did you uh, just try to stick with I TV? Did I, no, the, the, all, everything started happening sort of around that same time. A couple commercials. I got a, a episode of The Nanny with Fran Drescher, and then you know, so in the train. So this was this was probably, this all started happening maybe two two years after I'd been in Los Angeles. You know, kind of dealing with all the frustrations and nobody wanting to meet with you or represent you and just feeling like a failure. So it was like two to three years before I felt like the gears started turning. And then once they started turning, it got it got pretty um pretty good fairly fairly quickly. You know, within a couple couple years, I was able to quit my um my survival jobs and uh, you know and just be an actor, which was nice. Yeah. So um. You know, I mentioned Scrubs before, and you know, you worked with an amazing cast on Scrubs, and you, oh, you always play, you always play like these weird, not weird, like characters. You remember, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so tell us about it. Tell us about. Which your, is great. You know, yeah. not, I don't have a problem with it. I think my wife would like it if I played somebody more normal every once in a while. But yeah, it's, that's been definitely been the bread and butter. Yeah, but sometimes those are the best characters because you know, like people enjoy watching that. Well, and Scrubs, they gave me some of the most outrageously funny lines. I just couldn't. I mean, it was it was a challenge to get through them sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was a great set with really really funny people who were down to earth and just cool to work with. Um, so I love that show. I love that job. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene that you were in from Scrubs? Yeah. Uh, there was one, and I actually be- and I actually became a. Um, I don't think you call it a meme, but like on Reddit, on the front page of Reddit, there's sometimes these, you call them memes? Anyway, this scene that I did from Scrubs ended up on the front page of Reddit, so it was, it was an honor. And it was one of them, just because the line was outrageous, I'm Dr. Zelter, I'm sitting in the cafeteria watching my uh, laptop, and one of the other doctors says, oh, what are you watching? I said, oh, well, I installed some cameras in my home. Uh, so I can just monitor what's going on. And so, what are you watching now? So oh, that's my wife, my wife doing the dishes. <laughs> and somebody looks at the computer and says, "Oh my God, who are those? Who are those naked people?" I said, "Oh, that's Mr. and Mrs. Dish." Which I thought was just hilarious. I remember, I remember that because I, 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 I mean, bizarre, I, I, so. I loved Scrubs, so yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So you can't get better than that. How was it working with? Like, and the nice thing is, I tell you the. Uh, a lot of my roles, you know, I don't have the uh, the heavy lifting of a lot of exposition. I usually tend to have, you know, a couple very funny lines that are, you know, sort of the the end of the scene. You come in, you say something funny that's bizarre that, yeah. you know, gets her, you know, leads us into the commercial, and then I'm done. <laughs> so it's none of the really uh, exhausting work of laying the great, you know, yeah. exposition or you know, yeah. some long narrative. How, uh, how was it working with like you know like uh, Zach Braff and uh, you know also Bill Lawrence because you know Bill Lawrence has done a few shows that you were on. Bill Lawrence is uh, is one of those guys that um, 
you know, like Judd Apatow and those guys who are really have a sort of a stable of people that they like to use that they um, work with a lot. You see a lot of the same people show up in, in Bill's other shows. And so Scrubs was the first thing I did with him, but then we ended up doing a, a really funny pilot um, with Taryn uh, Killam that, that never went, uh, called Nobody's Watching. I did, uh, and then it's Cougar Town. Um, so he's he's really faithful uh, or loyal, and I really, really like him. He's yeah. just an extraordinarily great guy. Yeah. Um, and then, and he also tends to not, you don't find people who are difficult on his shows because he just, you know, he can work with whoever he wants, and he, if you are difficult or problematic or something, you just don't, you don't end up working with him for very long. Um, and so his sets are always very, very fun. You know, on, on Scrubs, everybody got along. Uh, Cougar Town, the same thing. You know, we would go, we'd uh, day drinking going on. Everybody was having, everybody was really fun. Uh, just a fun, fun place to work, yeah. and that's not always the case, believe me. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing. So in, in Cougar Town, you know, you played Doctor Tom, which you know another doctor role. I know it's a Bill, Lawrence, right? It's, you know, it's a Bill Lawrence show too, but your your character, like, he was a little bit awkward too, and everything. And you know, it seemed like you you you, you recorded most of your scenes outside the window. Correct. Yes, I was almost that was my almost constant location was I was just framed by Courtney's yeah. uh, little kitchen window. Yeah, um, kind of a funny kid. See, you know, you know, he loves Bill loves um, little throwbacks. Uh, you know, like the idea of making me a doctor as a reference to anybody who fan, thought that might be funny, etc. Um, he had a bunch of you know, people who were regular on Scrubs kind of do. Drive-bys on on a Cougar Town episode, you know, self-referential. So yeah, um, I mean, in Cougar Town, you became a serious regular at one point, right? Correct. Not until like the third season, though. I first started as a guest star, just as a single. It was supposed to be one episode, but it was um, it was lucky timing for me because they were trying to move the show away from the whole Cougar. I remember that conceit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they thought that it sort of was killing the show a little bit. And the um, guest star they had at the time, Barb, who's an incredibly funny woman. I don't know if you remember her, um, but she really was the ultimate cougar, and all her stuff was really. So I think they kind of wanted to, since they wanted to move away from the whole cougar concept, to kind of segue from her into the weird neighbor was uh, the right you know yeah. what they wanted to do at the time so it was just it was really lucky for me timing wise that i came on just as they were trying to kind of find a new direction for the show yeah. um do people come up to you like in the streets at all because they remember they remember you from the zoltan scene for uh dude where's my car i have to do i do that that zoltan uh hand gesture um all the time in yeah. pictures people want that it's so funny because it's now i mean that movie's now getting close to 20 years old i think yeah um but it's actually a lot so many people remember it from their from their early teens and um yeah i get a lot of zoltan references yeah uh did you enjoy doing that movie i did i you know it was so weird nobody uh had any idea what it was going to be whether it was going to be big or a complete disaster i knew um 
uh, a couple of the guys like like I knew I'd been on that '70s show yeah. several times, so I knew Ashton before the movie. Um, and Mary Lynn Rice Cub I'd known from something else, so I knew some of the people in it, and we had a blast because we were it was just kind of screwing around doing this goofy thing, no idea what it was going to be like. Um, and it was really, really fun. Yeah. Do you have an embarrassing moment that you experience in your career on a set? Uh, I, you know, I don't, I'm drawing a blank now. I, if I remember one before our time is up, I'll definitely, because I have no hesitation to, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, admit things that have just been yeah. uh, disastrous. Yeah. I've had embarrassing moments like, like in an audition where for whatever reason, I didn't have the last two pages of a script. So I thought I was finished and everybody's <laughs> still looking at me. Um, those just, those are just terrifying. I still wake up, you know, sometimes thinking of those. Um, but no, I'm set. Like I'm generally for as goofy as I am in person. I try to be pretty low key and professional. Certainly when I'm on a show for the first time, yeah. um, not to make too big an impression, set of waves uh so yeah i keep my nose fairly clean at least early on yeah it, you know and there's nothing wrong to like be, to, to, to joke around with people you know and being goofy you know especially the times like that we're having now these days yeah you know, there's a lot i of, agree there's a lot of negative a lot of negativity in this world there, oh absolutely 100 percent. but there's also um i think you're smart to recognize the hierarchy when you go to when you like for example when you go on a new show if i'm just a guest star if i'm just coming in for that week to really be um, respectful that, you know, the leads of the show sort of set the tone and when you're rehearsing and um, shooting and you don't want to step on those toes. You never know, like, who can be really prickly yeah. uh, until, you know, so I, I, try, I try to be very observant early on. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to mention names or anything, but have you ever been in a situation like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have. I've been in a couple where the leads of the shows are really either um, just terribly, you know, self-indulgent or negative or bitter or whatever. And it affects the whole show, you yeah. know, like you can feel it. But I was, you know, on a show where some of their three ladies who were all sort of competing to see who could be the most high maintenance. And we wouldn't shoot until all three of them were down, but none of them would come down while the other one wasn't already down. So they're mm. all kind of playing this game about how can I be last, last one to arrive on set and therefore the most important. Oh, it was really absurd. I mean, yeah. it's so bizarre. Yeah. And like, what's wrong with you? I mean, we are so lucky to be doing this. When you, when you think about like the fact that we're, we're getting paid to, you know, play make believe, yeah. um, and do what we really, really enjoy doing. Uh, it kind of floors me when people aren't incredibly grateful for how, how lucky they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you've been in the business for 20-plus years. It's your bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one of those guys, like like you said, like I'm sort of, um, you know, like in sports, I'd be a utility player. Like, uh, yeah. there's not, not shows aren't going to be built around me, but it's nice to, like, know that you're the guy that can come in and just hit the joke and leave the scene and, um, you know, and function in a lot of different, a lot of different roles. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I really, really do. So you know, you've worked with some, you know, some great cast members throughout your career. Is there one person you would like to work on TV with or a movie, and why? Why him? Or um, her? I, you know, 
like my, my my personal idol is somebody like Bill Murray. Yes, um, he's one of my favorites. Because you know, like, and he was all through all all through my adolescence and college years. He was always one of my favorites. But he's shown himself, like, in the last ten, fifteen years, to have so much depth and range that I think you didn't originally know he had. Um, and I find and I just find him fascinating as an actor. I think he's so honest. I think um, some of the movies he's done that have been on the more serious side, you know, Lost in Translation stuff. He's just I just I just find him. Um, incredibly compelling to watch and i love his choices i think his sense of humor is amazing so yeah he would be a dream to work with one of my favorite um, movies with bill murray it's because since you brought him up is like it, this movie didn't really do that well in the movie theaters and it didn't get a lot of love quick change oh my god quick change is one of my favorites it's one of my favorite I movies quote that thing all the time the um is that our plane? No. If it was, if that was our plane, it would be crashing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest lines ever. <laughs> I, I remember renting that movie with my brother on VHS when we were young, and it's like we used to get it all the time because, like, and not like I said, not a lot of people liked that movie, and it was like this is a great movie. It's a great movie, and Jason Robards uh, it plays it so straight, and he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fabulous. Um, I just watched. A, I was telling you that you know, I got a. Um, a teenage son, so I'm trying to expose him to all these great 80s and 90s movies that I think he should know and be able to quote, you know, yeah. for the rest of his life. And so we haven't done Quick Change yet. That'll be next on the list, but we did just do Meatballs. Okay, yeah. Uh, just the, the, ori- one. the original one, right? The first one. The original one, right, yeah. correct. Uh, do you have a, like, who, who are some of your influences in the acting world? Is there anybody that you look up to? Um, like as well, somebody I was asked recently about um, what comedians I like, and I I do remember because I tend to have a very dry, you know, deadpan style that is most comfortable with me, and I think that may stem from my parents were huge fans of Bob Newhart in okay. the early days. Like I don't know if you've ever listened to any of his actual um, albums. He would tell these stories, like the Sir Walter Raleigh story, et cetera, but like his delivery is so dry, just like bone dry. And that's my, and his expression was just, um, you know, unshakable. It was, uh, I really, really liked him. And I think he ended up being sort of a, an influence early on, just in how I, how my sense of humor developed, et cetera. My dad was a huge influence on me. He was one of the funniest guys I've ever, ever known. Um, as actors, you know, I don't. No, I, I mean, I remember, like, in school, all the people that the people that we really thought were amazing, like John Malkovich and Gary Sinise, um, people like that. Um, and also, like, I was, I kind of went through a classical training as an actor, like a lot of Shakespeare, a lot of the Greeks and stuff like that. So it's only, it's taken a turn since I moved to Los Angeles, but that was what I was training for originally. Yeah. Do you, uh, um... I don't know, it's kind of, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I just, no, 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 I wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I was going to say, like, no, no. so, do you have, like, what's the hardest role you've, you think you've played? Uh, it would probably be something in, from the theater. Like, um, I don't know if you know, I played, I was Iago in Othello once, which is a m- monumental role. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Like, the guy never leaves the stage, he never shuts up. Um, and it's also a role that's not really right in my comfort zone in terms of who he is it was kind of given to me in grad school i think as a as um 
<laughs> something they want, you know, that I would fail at yeah. and learn from. And I, and I did in many ways. Uh, that was definitely the, the hardest. Um, so yeah, not, I mean, there's been some stuff in, in TV and film, but you tend to play, or at least I do play to your strengths a lot in TV and film. You know, so I haven't found, you know, where people wanted to stretch me considerably in, in TV and film. Yeah. It's really, that's what the theater's there for. Do you have a f- favorite character that you performed? I love that Scrubs guy, I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, I also really loved, I did a couple shows um, with these two creators, John Lear and Nancy Hauer, who, um, they were fully improvised. We did one show called Ten Items or Less that was yeah, on TBS. Yeah, I remember that. And it was all, it was fully, um, fully improvised. Like, they, John and Nancy would have sort of a story structure so they'd know what the plot lines were, but no dialogue was written. So we'd get the set, and Nancy would just say, this is what's happened immediately before this. This is the information I need you to try and get out during the scene. Other than that, let's see what happens. And we would just shoot and shoot and shoot and eventually get something that kind of held together and was interesting and funny. And uh, I love that. And then they ended up after that doing another show similarly, but it was um, a Western uh, for Hulu called Quick Draw. Um, and we did two seasons on that, and I love that. An improvised Western is about as much fun as you could possibly imagine. There, mu- there must have been some good bloopers out of those two shows. Oh, yeah. And that, in fact, that was the, the frustrating thing is you shoot so much, and there's so much comedy gold, but then when they're editing it, they can't, there's no way they can put it all in. So you'd have, you know, 100 hours of footage from these three cameras but only for a 20 minute show so there's a ton of stuff that you're like oh what happened to that bit we did about that oh what happened to the bit we and then it just can't make it because it doesn't fit into the yeah what they need to compact into 20 minutes you know so that was a frustration plus a lot of great bloopers a lot of breaking on set a lot of like stuff that comes out of left field that's hilarious um but still really really fun yeah what are what are some of your favorite like uh, tv shows and movies right now that you enjoy like guilty pleasure um, the one I'm really into right now is Barry. Um, it's on HBO, uh, I think. Yeah, on yeah. HBO uh, with Bill Hader, just because it's such a, it's just a beautiful uh, conceit. I'm loving that. My all-time favorites um, would be uh, Arrested Development and uh, the Larry Sanders Show. Well, I remember the Larry Sanders Show. We used to watch the, I used to watch the reruns of that. Um, yeah, of Larry Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And in fact, there's a really great um, documentary on Gary Shandling that Judd Apatow has just done, which is beautiful and moving and hilarious. Um, I think it's also on HBO, but I, that I can't be sure. Yeah. What's a like? What's a fun fact about you that you want the listeners and the fans to know about you? Uh, you know, I'm so. I think people would be very surprised to know how normal I am. Like I'm literally like a Burbank dad. I volunteer on the PTA. I coach little league. I, you know, I putter in my garage building furniture. Like I play these weird, weird characters, but I couldn't possibly be more normal. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, and I think that would surprise people. Yeah. What? Uh, do you have any like future projects that are coming up that you can share? A couple of things. We've got, a, there are a couple of commercials. I did a really funny, um, southwest campaign the want to get away thing but unfortunately it hasn't aired yet because southwest keeps having you know different 
not great uh, news stories about them. So I don't have a, I don't have a great history with airline commercials. I did a huge American Airlines campaign yeah. just before 9-11 happened. Okay. I never saw the light of day. Um, so hopefully this will come out at some point when they sort out their, their problems. Uh, I did a couple web series that were really fun. There's one called Vice Force Action, uh, Vice Force Action Squad, which is sort of a parody of those 70s and 80s cop, cop, maverick cop kind of shows. Yeah. Um, and that looked really, really funny. I think there were about, we did eight episodes of that. Uh, another web series I did. So I mean, I was a little things here and there keep showing up yeah. what uh the web series you know they're starting to get bigger and bigger on the because you know it's, yeah, easy, it's easy to find it online and people can watch it it's true and they're starting to get and some of these big players with a lot of with very deep pockets like youtube and facebook are now getting into that that game and so you're getting some really quality with really good people you know big name people with big name writers and directors are doing these because I think that's it's such a um, a new form that we're going to be uh, getting content through in yeah. the future. I mean, YouTube struck gold with Cobra Kai. Oh my God! Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Did you get a Which chance I to not see watched. that? Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ask you if you. Uh, is it good? It's really good. It's I, I was actually okay. surprised it was that good. All right, um, I will check it out. And it's almost like there's such a flood of of really good content. I always feel like. I'm several steps behind in terms of things I need to be catching up with. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, like you said, you're a busy person. You're a dad. I, I totally understand. I'm behind on so much TV on my DVR. It's like, right. you know, between between working and then, you know, coming home, seeing the kids, doing things needs, with the kids. Yep, somebody needs a diaper change. Exactly. Got this. It's just so hard to find. Yep. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, do, you uh, do you enjoy coaching Little League? I do, very much. I'm, although I'm really at the end of my um, uh, knowledge. Like, um, I think once once they're past fourth or fifth grade, uh, they need to move on to a, a real coach who knows what he's doing. I'm just really good at babysitting, coming up with fun games, and teaching them, you know, good sportsmanship and stuff like that. But as a as a as a knowledgeable coach, I'm deficient. Yeah. How old are your boys again? Uh, Fifteen and twelve. Okay. Well, you know, well, the, you say that he's going to be starting high school soon, so you know, have a you know varsity yeah. or a JV coach. Exactly. Yeah, my 15 year old is, is way past me. He's actually on JV, he's a pitcher, and so yeah. And but I love, but I love the sport. I love going to their games. There's nothing better than like a a really good, you know, high school baseball game. Yeah. Um, how can the listeners find you online? Uh, I am. I have a website that I've finally gotten. Um, up and running, which is robertclendenon.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram a little bit. Uh, these are uh, that's at Bob Clendenon, and also Twitter. But I reserve Twitter for all my po- my being a jerk politically. <laughs> so that's it's not it's less industry stuff and more just um, the other side of me. But like for it for industry things and stuff, either my Facebook page or my or my uh, my. Uh, uh, Web page. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we end this? No, this has been a delightful, man. The time flew. It was really fun talking to you. Uh, thanks for coming on. You know, like you're welcome on the show anytime. I hope you come back on. Well, I would love to come back if I get if I get something good, that's exciting to promote. I will definitely uh, let you know, and I would love to talk to you again. Huh? All right. Thank you. No one, no one can tell you just what will come. It's always something, and then it's gone.